right, I'm Chris Avena with American Outdoor News. We're here with Tom Grisham from the Second Amendment Foundation. Tom, thanks for taking the time to speak to us Absolutely, today. Absolutely, Chris. Can you tell us a little bit and tell the audience a little bit about what the Second Amendment uh, Foundation is and how you're helping us? Sure. The Second Amendment Foundation is really one of the premier Second Amendment activist groups out there. But unlike, for instance, like the NRA and some other groups, it doesn't really work that much in legislation. It's more in litigation, which is working in the courts. And right now, that's where all the action is. I mean, particularly after the Bruin decision last year, we're involved in more than 50 lawsuits. And we're having to sue. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's California, Oregon, Washington, New Jersey, Massachusetts. It goes on and on. And every time we think we're winning, another state passes another unconstitutional law. Like New York. Like New York. I mean, you know, right? I mean, and, of course, the, the Bruin decision was New York. And immediately after that, New York comes in and says, oh, yeah, we'll show the Supreme Court. We're going to pass an even worse law here. And you're going, really? What is so the reality is it's never over. We're always fighting this thing. And I tell people this is a long-haul deal. You know, we've been working on this for 50 years or more. We will be working on this for 50 years in the future. And everybody's got to saddle in and just say, okay, this is what we have to do. Well, do you feel that the American public's opinion has shifted on gun control? Great question. I, I love the idea that the American public has shifted its opinion. And I think it has, but probably not the way a lot of people think. I think the American public is very much more in favor of the Second Amendment. If you look back 20, 30 years ago in polls, uh, the majority of the people were actually in favor of banning a number of guns, mm -hmm. particularly handguns. Now, when those same polls are done, 60% of the people are saying they're not in favor of banning guns. So even though you've got the media fighting it and you know, uh, Hollywood fighting it and you've got all these messages out there, I think they're falling flat. Well, I know Joe Biden has been uh, a big proponent on the uh, assault weapons ban. If there's a federal... Uh, ban on assault weapons, is that going to really do anything? Well, first of all, he can't pull it off. Of course C not. Congress is not going to pass it. Secondly, we now know it's unconstitutional. If you look at the Heller decision, the Bruin decisions out of the Supreme Court, yep. they said you cannot ban guns that are in common use for lawful purposes. The AR-15, for instance, there are 24 million of them out there being owned. That's common use. So they literally cannot ban it. But to your question, clearly this is not going to do anything. Criminals are not waiting for permission. They're not saying, oh, gee, uh, we can't own this gun, so I can't, you know, have this robbery. I can't commit a crime. It's window dressing. It's security theater. But more than that, it's about control. And it's about some group of people, elites, wanting to control us. Mm -hmm. You'll notice that all the people who are pushing these all have private security. Yes. They won't be affected by this, mm -hmm. and they don't actually care if we get raped, robbed, or killed. Yep. That's just it. But do you feel that the media has helped perpetuate this narrative? The media is absolutely the public relations department for the Democrat Party and for the anti-gun movement. And make no mistake, the anti-gun movement is an industry. I call them the gun ban industry. Yep. I mean, now you have Michael Bloomberg's money, and for that, now the last 10 years, that's made a huge difference. The man is worth somewhere around $80 billion. So he can throw a million dollars at it every day and never miss feel it. it. <laughs> Doesn't even know. There are teams of people working for Bloomberg's groups that go all throughout the states 
and they're handing model legislation to these legislators of banning guns, red flag laws, all their, their wish list. Yep. And this is an entire team of highly paid professionals that do this. And a lot of people on our side don't understand that's what's going on. And, you know, and the reality is, if we don't fund our organizations on this other side in, in pro-Second Amendment, we're going to lose. Well, I think it's time that we took our own gloves off and really stepped into the ring and started swinging toe-to-toe with them because they don't care what shall not be infringed means. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Well, and there are two ways to, you know, take the gloves off and get involved. One is it takes money. It just does. you got to write a check. you got to, you know, donate. But the other is I always say the world belongs to those who show up. And it is not enough to post cool, interesting messages online. You have to literally, physically show up at the state legislators, uh, legislatures. You have to show up when there's a rally. You have to show up at school board meetings. You have to show up at city council meetings. And how do you know they're talking about those kind of things? You join your state gun rights organizations. If there's more than one, join both of them. Now you'll get that information, right? Yep. I mean, New Yorkers know. I mean, I mean, New Yorkers have really figured this out. And they've organized, and they show up, and they get things to happen. Sometimes people say, well, why would I even bother in New York? Why would I bother in Massachusetts? Because if you don't bother, they win. It's a trickle-down effect. You don't fight it in New York, they're going to be moving into Pennsylvania. Then South Dakota, Ohio, it's going to go right across the country. We've seen it so many times. You're exactly right. I mean, and, that's, and that's not only how it happens. That is their plan. Yep. They'll go to the easy places first. It's kind of like what they've done with which guns can we ban. Over the 50, I've done this for 50 years, written about this and, and broadcast about it. They take a particular area and say, well, we'll just, we only want these guns. It used to be handguns, small handguns. They called them Saturday Night Specials. Yep. Then they said, well, that didn't work. Let's try, we'll call them sniper rifles, bolt-action rifles. That didn't work. I said, well, people are kind of afraid of machine guns. Let's convince them that the AR-15 is a machine gun, and that's where they are right now. They want a little slice, and at its core, Chris, the idea is to get the public to accept the concept that there are good guns and bad guns. Yep. If they can buy into that, that, okay, these are guns you shouldn't be able to have, they can take the bad gun category and stretch it out and keep pouring more guns until all guns are considered bad guns. Well, I grew up in New York, born and raised, and I have never in my lifetime seen somebody walking down the street with an AR strapped to their back. Don't happen. No, and in states where, in some states, it does happen. And guess what? They're not committing crimes either. Nope. You know, it's just <laughs> so. It is a battle, and I know people get tired of it. I get tired. You think, man, I shouldn't have to do that. And you're right. We, we do. Sh- have we to should do not it. have to do it, but we do have to do it. Exactly right. So, you know, the question is, what is each person going to do? What are I say? What are you going to do? You can't say, well. You know, what's the NRA doing? What's the Second Amendment Foundation doing? What's a, no, each person has to get involved and commit and say, I'm going to do this. Then I'm going to call my buddies, and we're going to get involved, and we're all yep. going to go to the legislature. And we're going to give money to the groups that are fighting it in the courts because, man, it takes a ton of money to hire all these lawyers. So how do we donate to Second Amendment Foundation to help preserve our future for the next generation? Uh, go to the website, SAF, Second Amendment Foundation, saf.org. And there's a way to donate there. You can either do it one time. You can set it up for regular donations. You can set it up to be part of your will. And a lot of people are doing that, and that's a, a really good way to go. Mm-hmm. But, of course, we need the money right now, too. Sure. I mean, you can't imagine how many lawyers we have that we're working with. And they cut us good deals, and we negotiate good deals, but 
it still costs a lot of money. Sure. Yeah, yep. they could donate as much of their time as they possibly can, but they still need to make a living, too. Well, exactly. So for the rest of it, like, okay, donate the cost of a box of ammo, donate the cost of a gun if you can. Whatever you can, do what you can. But if everybody does a little bit, we're getting there. Tom, with 50 years of experience in broadcasting and fighting for gun rights and following your podcast, where, how can my audience follow you oh. and stay up to date on the current issues? Sure. Uh, well... Right now, I, most of what I do is through radio and podcasts. Gun Talk is the name of the show, Gun Talk Radio. And you, you can go to guntalk.com, or you can go to guntalk.com slash radio. You find me. Honestly, if you put Gun Talk into any web search, we'll pop up. And so we're doing the show. It appears it runs on 270 radio stations, but then it appears as a podcast. In addition to that, we have three TV shows we produce, mm-hmm. all available at guntalk.com. So I appreciate you asking. It's a constant battle, and we wake wake up every day saying, all right, what are we going to do for the Second Amendment today? And then we start over again the next day. Yep. All right. Thanks again. Go to the Second Amendment Foundation today. Please make a donation. Don't forget to subscribe to the American Outdoor News podcast, and we'll speak to you again soon. We love our children. We protect them. We guide them. We prepare them for life in the world. With all that we do, from deep in our hearts, we cannot control all things. Life-threatening illnesses and disabilities affect far too many of our children each year. While we cannot change the circumstance, we can make dreams come true. Dreams to provide hope, to provide spiritual healing and strength, to provide moments of happiness and relief in the hardest of times. We can give a glimmer of light and hope in a time of darkness and despair. Join HuntOfALifetime.org to help make dreams come true, to provide hope for children with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Hunt of a Lifetime is a nonprofit organization fulfilling dreams for hunting and fishing trips to youth 21 and under with life-threatening illnesses and disabilities. Visit HuntOfALifetime.org to learn how you can make a difference.